album concept hour. It's the album concept hour. All right, welcome everybody to the album concept hour. I am Brad LeBaron. I am your host, as I have been all these 75 episodes. And I am here. 75. 75. Is this 75? We're at 75 right now, this very moment. Yeah, wow. we're finally covering yeah, hey, three quarters what a, of what a heck of a seventy fifth episode. We're covering jazz. Yeah, yeah we're getting to jazz great. finally. Yeah, well, jazz two, proper. Two albums. Yeah. Yes, and our it's, first double feature. It's a real jazzercise today. for us. <laughs> real jazzercise. <laughs> ah. That's how I should. That's how I should advertise this episode. <laughs> we gotta work out. It's a double feature. A real jazzercise. I think the jazz fans will come out with that kind of, of punning of their, their genre. Punning. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, I have my co-hosts with me. We have uh, Studio Dave. How's it going, Dave? Man, pretty good. Pretty good over pretty there. Pretty yeah, nice. Yeah, right across from me in the studio. And then uh, just to the right of me, I got Studio John, as I always do. What's going on, John? Oh, uh, you know, just munching on some pizza, ready for this uh... Yeah, yeah, we got some we lots some of jazz lots of matzah. I always make like I always try to make a lots of matzah pizza. If you, you guys really are listening, taste all that extra matzah cheese. If you guys are listening. I, I'll, I'll do an ad. Man, uh, get for, some hot matzah. Hot matzah. Hot matzah. Is that Palermo's that does lots of matzah? I don't know. It's it's in the it's in the, the grocery brew store. Pub, brew, brew pub. Brew pub. Brew pub. Is it brew pub? Yeah, it's a brew pub. So I, I, reach out to them. Yes, yes, yes. Um, give me give me that sweet sweet. And we need pizza. fuel. And uh, pizzas. over there, over there in the virtual world, you hear Jake the Snake Foster. How's it going, Jake? Hello, happy day. I don't want to say what day it is. <laughs> happy day, happy day. I'll be glad happy when days t- uh, I will be glad when tomorrow's over. So, all right, all right, that's fair. Well, uh, not today- that I'm not that I'm. Ba- it's bad, but I just I have somewhat of a break. I'll just say it that way. Ah, okay. So, so your your break is almost done, is what you're saying. So, not I'll, really, but close enough. I I don't know what exactly is going on in your life. Oh, but, uh. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, here we go. I taught okay. a summer camp this week, and it was like eight thirty to three or four every day. So it wasn't much of a summer break, but I really like doing it. And yeah. uh, it was a lot of fun. I got some kids to do some recordings uh, for the radio show, so I got new promos. Nice. And uh, awesome. it was a lot of fun. But next week, I only work like 8 to noon So uh, uh, for summer school starting. So Okay, okay. Well, uh, yeah, well, good luck. There you go. The, you got everything. Okay, yeah. All right. Good, I mean, that's, that's, you're doing the Lord's work out there uh, teaching during the summertime. Yeah, I stopped uh, at the Taco Bell over here uh, on my way for a like freezy thing, yeah. and they asked me if I wanted to round up for education. Yeah, and I was just like, if I say yes, then it's just like, am I not doing anything at all? So, <laughs> other people shouldn't, but I'm already doing that. I am Man. already helping out. Man. I'm like, doing should, my part. You should I'm be. I'm not, yeah. so I ring up. I go up every single time. You're like, I, I'm actually here to collect on those donations. I, I am. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm here right. for some some tacos. I would like that free dollar smoothie <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just shake. just pay for it with uh, the donations, please. How very, how very American. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so we are Taco Bell's uh, for the children. Taco Bell's for the children. 
They teach the children. They teach the children. They're for the children. And so is Herbie Hancock in jazz. Um, uh, so today we're doing Herbie Hancock. I don't know if we, if we said exactly who, but we're doing Herbie Hancock. And uh, he is just jazz royalty as far as I'm concerned. And um, See, he, if we would have done it right, Brad, you should have said John Hancock. John Hancock. And then I would have That's said... Herbie Hancock. Yes. Oh. John Hancock. You mean Herbie <laughs> Hancock. Yeah. Oh. 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 Yeah. One yeah. man signed the declaration. One man revolutionized jazz. <laughs> Which Hancock are we talking about? We got Hancock Find Hancock. Out in this episode of the album. What movie was that Sights. from? Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy, okay. Because there's two with him and David Spade, right? Yeah, Black Sheep, I think, was the Black Oh, Sheep there's Tommy at Boy. least okay, a couple. Okay. I, 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 yeah, is yeah, there only yeah. two? I think two. There's, there's two, two big there's ones. There's two for sure. I'm not, yeah, I know uh, those two, but I just thought, I don't know. They got such a great... Oh yeah, I'm sure there's probably smaller cameos. I'm yeah, sure but I mean, they were kind of also <laughs> trying to do you know their own careers and stuff, you know. So they're probably like after yeah. a few few uh, outs, they're probably like, oh man, we got wasn't do, room for Spade and Beverly Hills Ninja, <laughs> right? <laughs> that was the one I knew most from him <laughs> uh, actually. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we're uh, doing a double feature today of uh, Maiden Voyage, which is uh, Herbie Hancock's 1965 album. And uh, Headhunters, which is his 1973 album. So, um, yeah, we, we uh, saw that, you know, we, we, usually we just do one, but uh, there's only, you know, four tracks technically for Headhunters and five tracks for uh, um, uh, Maiden Voyage. And so, yeah, we're just going to combine them because, uh, I mean, to, to be quite frank, it's, it's also kind of hard to talk about uh, jazz music. Uh, it's, it's a very... Uh, cryptic uh, genre. If music. you're not uh, used to jazz music or hearing jazz music, um, you might uh, be coming at this thinking of jazz music as elevator music. Uh, but I, I implore you to to uh, to open your ears and uh, uh, think about all the technicality that's happening. Uh, There's also no lyrics in this. I mean, there's jazz music that you have lyrics, but like this doesn't have mm-hmm. lyrics, so that's less to go into as well. Is this our first completely lyricless album? No, no, no. We've done the, we did no. the Ventures, but there was there, there was a few. But there was Freddie King. But there was the the Ventures had had they the, had the one track. The, they had the one track. Which I think one liner get repeated yeah. one line. Yes, uh, that counts. That counts. What was <laughs> it? Freddie King didn't. What have was it any that they lyrics. yelled? Wait, okay. what was it that they yelled? Okay, fair enough. It was the name of the song too. Oh, like Yellow Bird or something? No, um, no, 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 no. I don't know. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Don't yeah, worry about yeah, it. We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Call back later. Um, but uh, yeah, so so we're we're we haven't done jazz though uh, on its own. I don't think so. This is, uh, I think, going to be the first time new and different that we are. Yeah, like we we've done stuff that's like jazz adjacent, like you know King Crimson, mm-hmm. um, is definitely you know heavily jazz uh, influenced, um, and there is like maybe one track here actually that I I, I th- thought of King Crimson on, but um, yeah, this is the the first uh, five clips we have for you is from Maiden Voyage, and it's going to be very um, you know straightforward jazz. Uh, what did, what did you uh, specific form of jazz were you calling this jake uh modal jazz 
Modal jazz. A lot yes. of modal tones and hard bop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I will be referring to Jake for those specific terms, uh, just because I know I know a lot of them because my brother is a was a jazz uh, trumpeter back in high school. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot of completely different genre terms that are specific to jazz that aren't really used for other genres. So. We're going to try to guide you through what at least we know of of uh, Herbie Hancock and jazz. And this era of jazz. I'm going to try my best because yeah. I, I did take a lot of music history in different years of college. So, Well, and I, I told uh, my brother but, I would do him proud because like he, he, <laughs> he knows a lot of jazz information himself. He, he's, talked, he's talked my ear off about it. Can we call him? Can we get a lifeline? Of uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe if we, we get stumped on something and we can't find it, like I can be like, all right, just Kevin. Just a wee little stump. <laughs> what's going on? What's, what's going on with Miles Davis, 1973? Tell me. Um, you mean Herbie Hancock. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a genre that not everyone's familiar with, but uh, it's very, very cool. If you ever get a chance to see it live, uh, highly recommend it. Um, no matter what kind of music you're into, just it's 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 a fun live performance. It really comes alive. Yeah, when it's live, it uh, it comes a comes a live is what you're saying. Yes. It comes a live live. Yes. <laughs> That's how we we're gonna like say Peter it from Frampton now on. Or just, or just regular oh. <laughs> Uh, you talking about oh, uh, pre pre Sergeant Pepper? The or mountains just keep rolling. <laughs> I I will definitely say though like uh the 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 best the, that is that is the best part of jazz because every time you play something it's not especially when you're and most of a lot of jazz is based on improvisation and if you're improvising mm -hmm. and you're just feeling the other musicians around you you might have a base for what you're going to be playing from or an idea in your head but like uh and it's only it only this is the only i don't know if i've said this on this podcast or not but it's only happened to me once where you like and i think it was actually for on one of these uh, it was on watermelon man i think when i was uh in a jazz ensemble where you just kind of your mindset is just you're just you just go and you yeah. you don't even have control, and it's not even like you're thinking about something, but you're just in that groove. And so yeah, yeah. that it was that was like so I I cannot I could I, this was at a it was at rehearsal that we what, were doing what, this. Uh, what age were you when you were doing? I this? was twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes, yeah, so this was about ten years ago. Yeah, and I was playing baritone in a jazz ensemble, and yeah, I was on stage. This was in rehearsal, and yeah, and uh, the my teacher, my uh, professor, uh, he was, you know, um, coordinating the orchestra or whatever, and he's um, he's like, "Wow, Jake, that was really good," <laughs> and um, and I did that in the rehearsal before we actually played, so. Um, so yeah, but it, it can yeah. happen to all of us. If you're, it, it's it's well, yeah, yeah, that's truly the, that's a special like the, thing. That's the like when yeah, we'll we'll get to the first track in a second. But um, like we had a really really good jazz program at Bloy Memorial High School. Shout out to Chris Barons, by the way, who just 
built the 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 jazz program from the ground up there like throughout my years and um there was a lot of young people getting interested in jazz and competing to be better than each other at solos and to like you know uh you know be the first chair and and all that stuff and um yeah through my brother's four years it was just like uh uh everyone was just in a quartet or, or quintet and playing at different like parties and stuff. Like they really, really pushed it. And, um, yeah, so I got, I was fortunate enough to see a lot of live jazz. Um, you know, especially when my brother was doing it in high school, you know, I think, and I think something that is such a great thing about jazz, like in witnessing, uh, different people in my life being in different, groups and jazz groups like you can be an awesome an awesome uh like trumpet player but like it's different like it's not the same uh like you could play all your you could you could know all your scales you could know um uh, you know your perfect perfect articulation like everything but if but but it doesn't like at one point uh, you could play one note, and this was at UW, and I learned this. Uh, Richard, no, yeah. I didn't really learn it, but Richard Davis, uh, yeah. jazz legend of Madison, I uh, was fortunate to have him as a as a professor. But he's like, mm-hmm. if you want it, you know, just just hang on that one note, and if you you know go back and forth on that one note in such a way like that, that could be an entire solo like that. It's just it's yeah. such there's such a way of it's just so there's so many ways to play it. And yeah. um, and so it's such a, such a feeling based music. So yeah, yeah, improvisation is the the key to a lot of this. And it is if you look for the improvisation and see where the voice is or whatever in the music, it's 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 great. Um, but we're gonna get on to the first track here. We got for you guys. This is uh, Maiden Voyage, uh, titular, titular track. God damn it. Um, this is Maiden Voyage. This is a concept album. We haven't mentioned, but this this first one is actually a concept album uh, about um, marine biology or the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the musicians develop the concept through their use of space. On this, now, do you know what they mean by that when they say that? I think, like, based on their, uh, their re- solo, their soloing. Yeah. And like the way that they are, like using that and it being more of like the the modal jazz and those modal jazz tones, mm-hmm. and it being based more in that. Yeah, well, I was gonna say. I mean, this first one did kind of uh, uh, at some points feel like maybe like a boat on like some waves, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're like you're heading out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few times I think in the album where they use like a snare thing that kind of sounds like on its own kind of sounds like just the the sea in you know general. 
Yeah. Like, there's a lot of, like, little, like, tiny little tricks like that. Well, it's like it's the water, like, splashing the boat as you're just, like, slowly mm-hmm. chugging along, just, like, the mm-hmm. waves cutting in. Yeah, yeah. And um, these are obviously really long songs. A lot of these, um, these are, most of these are, like, around 10 Close minutes. 10 minutes, yeah. Or more. Yeah, yeah. So, um, that's probably why uh, we tr- decided to do so many, because we can't really, you know, we have very little little tracks to work with you know clips yeah. to work with but the musicians on this album freddie hubbard is playing trumpet he's uh i think he Legends. grew into yeah yeah grew into being a more of a legend especially starting out with this combo george coleman is playing tenor saxophone ron carter is on bass and uh definitely um one of those people that Richard Davis, a fellow bass player, talked about a lot in his class. And then Tony Williams is playing. Uh, oh, you know, since drums. Richard Davis is relevant, maybe to this conversation, what? So he was a uh, uh, Q, Q uh, expound on Richard Davis's background. Uh, was he uh, involved in the jazz scene himself? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Richard Davis played in Chicago with a few orchestras, and then he started. Uh, being, uh, and I don't remember exactly the um, artist names in particular that he played with uh, at the beginning, yeah, but yeah. Uh, he played with Sarah Vaughn, and then okay, he would okay. go on at this time, in like 1964, he played on Eric Dolphy's Out to Lunch album, which I uh, looked at a list of like t- the 200 greatest albums of the 60s, and it went ranked at number four. Okay, uh, Pet okay. Sounds is, was like number two and then Mm -hmm, um the mm -hmm. velvet velvet underground uh they they had number one but oh um, okay okay but yeah so it was an interesting list but eric dolphy's out to lunch was number four so he was on that uh and then played with a bunch of he ended up being on van morrison's uh astral weeks album which uh someone from rolling stone magazine said it was the greatest rock bass playing rock album it's a j- very jazz rock album that one's i okay. would love to do that album sometime um, like in a in a king crimson way or a different way entirely um, right now, king i don't Crimson's know my i don't know point. enough king crimson <laughs> to make that uh analysis okay, but okay. um and then richard played with a bunch of different um in a as a studio uh you know fill in bass player he played with paul simon he played with bruce springsteen played with um, okay the list is endless but then he started becoming he wanted to settle down and he uh became a professor at uw madison and then he went on to teach at uw for i think nearly 40 years if i'm doing my math correctly so wow okay yeah wow that's really cool like he actually he, he knows his stuff yeah no and then i took like like I said, at least I think three semesters of classes from him, and and then two classes at the same time from him, mm-hmm. at one point. So, okay. Um, so he yeah. was definitely in the scene. And he, t- I, I could, I can hear him saying Ron Carter. Like I can just in my head, I can hear him saying and talking. About <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. cool. Yeah. No, uh, there's there's those like certain teachers where like you know they just change everything for you. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I talked yeah. about him so, so greatly. I was on stage and I was like introducing him, and I did a really bad introducing him on stage in like 2014. Oh yeah. And um, 
like horrible. I did just, I forgot names, blah, blah, blah. But I talked about him a lot. And then we went to this other performance in this other hall. Yeah. And um, some guy had heard me say that. And he thought I played bass because I was a student of Richard's. I had said that. Yeah. And he, like, called me up on stage. And I was like, I didn't, I don't, no, 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 no. Like. I don't, I don't I, play. I didn't actually play. I just, but I, I'm, I'm just a fan. I, right, right. I, I, yeah, lo- yeah, yeah. I, I was, a, I loved having Richard as an instructor, but I was not, he was not my personal bass instructor. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's, that's funny. But, but yeah, anyways. There yeah, you. yeah. Um, that was your maiden voyage of uh, of jazz music. Yeah, between, well, I don't know. I I took a lot of like I talked about before. I I took a lot of jazz, and that was that was not my maiden voyage, but it continued. Maybe that was my headhunters. Um, okay, okay, but but we're at maiden voyage. We so are. We are. I'm we gonna. Are. I'm just gonna say it's like it was like a maiden voyage for you. Okay, okay. Um, and uh, <laughs> maiden voyage right into the eye of the hurricane. Uh, possibly is that is that maybe accurate there we go that's that's more like yeah, it yes yeah, yeah yeah um but uh yeah i mean i don't have uh, uh too much else like you know particular to say i'm on you know this the track made voyage but um yeah we're gonna move on to try out the next track the eye of the hurricane and talk more So this whole album, I just want to be in a very dimly lit room with a cigar and a cocktail oh, or a bourbon. Oh, so hard. And yeah. Just like just a few candles, just mm-hmm. either music or a band you know, or I was, something. I was, uh, yeah. I was thinking about where I've heard some of these licks before and like, like you know, like I was talking about it when we were doing the listen through. Yeah. I was thinking about it and then it came to me, the Peanuts music, you know. Oh, that's that's like, a good that's, point. That's a um, but I mean, there's so many others. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's that just was that. Vince. But for me, yeah, no, I mean, that's, like, that's, that's yeah, good. That's, trio. That was that's good so music. That's like, yeah, that's, yeah. It's like, oh, ooh, it's just very good classic jazz. You know? Yeah, yeah. And Herbie Hancock, we should mention, is the uh, primarily a keyboard uh, player and a piano player, um, especially back th- at this point, mostly piano uh, proper. Uh, and yeah, until you st- until he started to get into more, yeah, experimental ish type stuff. We should mention he came from um, the uh, uh, shit. Miles Davis um, actually uh, picked him up at like I think nineteen um, because he had heard about him, and uh, yeah, Herbie Hancock got his like kind of uh, professional start. With Miles Davis. Yeah, and this so, this was only like five years after that. He was twenty four when he put this album together. Man, wow. this is pretty wow. fucking sophisticated for twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like this is this is like this is more impressive than like a twenty four year old pumping out like a rock album in the eighties. No offense, in some ways, because like. You know, especially like, like a hair metal or something, like some one of those one of those things. Like, that, like Skid Row wasn't that like 
high end. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, there's there's a difference between Sorry, you know, me. Yeah, there's that like poison <laughs> is not the top of the tops. You mean the crew? How yeah, dare I mean, you? I'm just girls, saying, girls, girls is not a high dare rock. You. I don't really put them on the same plane as Herbie Hancock, <laughs> you know. But I guess that's you the elitist, don't know what good me. music is. Sir. <laughs> I'm seriously but, um, kidding, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no, like like. <laughs> Well, no, it's it's something though. Like you know, back back you know in in you know '65 uh, when this came out, this was like bumping like tunes. You know, this is like, I mean, yes, this was also when like some of the hippie stuff was starting to happen, some the rock stuff was starting dippy. to happen. But I mean, jazz was still very much like uh, uh, popular, right? Like, oh, yeah. this is well. This is, it's not the popular. I mean, because real, if you're looking at, I mean, it was definitely not. I think in J- Ken Burns' jazz, this is like the era where he says it dies. But oh, okay. So is this like, a decline? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I you're always at a decline from the big band era. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. and not, and then not necessarily declining anymore, but you you decline out of the public eye. And yeah. then you're moving into you know uh, a genre that has its own like underground following in a way. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the people that really like jazz really like jazz. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll keep it afloat. It wasn't top forty. It's I mean like every yeah. major city had clubs all around. It was still mm-hmm. right. Very viable. It had its day. And then it even had its rock day, you know. There, there was some jazz fusion stuff. Well, yeah, we're gonna there. we're gonna get to that. Actually, right, right. That's this, a big part episode. of. Yeah, that's yeah. big a part of big part of that next album. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this is this is like, uh, you you have your classic like jazz combo because you're moving. You moved out of having the big band stuff and you stripped down to having a combo like this. And these are mm-hmm. like. The classic instruments in a jazz combo. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is um, this is definitely like the era that you know the students from my high school mostly I think replicated as far as like being quintets and, and quartets, um, yeah. and they they played uh, Maiden Voyage actually. My brother played on Maiden Voyage uh, at at some point during his time in the band. Um, this so. this album was uh, presented. With the Grammy Hall of Fame Award in 1999, so yeah. it definitely made an impact. On, yeah, yeah. On music. Yeah, and in the the clip that we chose, uh, if you can remember to it, it's it it kind of uh, uh, I chose that clip because it kind of gets to the theme a little bit of the song, uh, the Eye of the Hurricane. Um, I know there's not a lot of lyrics here, but you can hear here and there in the songs like. These kind of cinematic moments uh, yeah, that the building, yeah, like there's some oh, very moments classical, like cinematic. Music yeah, too, yeah, yeah, you know? like almost uh, like a Fantasia kind of thing. You could you can start to kind of visualize like a build up for a giant fight. Yeah, yeah, and you know some exactly. of those some of those classic you know stuff really does bring you back to those some of those old black and white movies. You know, with mm-hmm. the guy sitting in the hat and the long trench coat. You know, like. Film noir sitting in a bar, yeah. sitting, out, sitting outside on a on like a, on like a bench with the rain coming down. You know that kind of classic shit. Well, I mean, and then you know this stuff still comes up in like movie scores. Absolutely, and uh, you know it's still if it's a good movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is it maybe a did Cohen Brothers use jazz? I don't know. Spike Jones. I, like I don't know. 
I don't know who uses. I think like the Fargo there's, there's, there's series, a good, seasons they've done it. Yeah, they, they, like it's it's you know it's a good it's a good thing to to under un, you know underscore underscore a scene. Um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna move on to another track though. We have uh, track three for you guys called the little one or wait little one. Just a little one. Here's little one. This the story. I just want a cigar right now. I know. <laughs> Dave, Dave, sitting in the cut, sitting in the cut. That man. one in particular does feel like, uh, um, like a detective noir fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Maltese one. Vulcan just yeah. walking around trying to figure out the crime. Yeah, but I like in that clip though the the kind just of trying to figure it out. Just trying to figure it out. I got a dame sitting in my office right now. I got to figure this out. <laughs> That's the story. I gotta get out of here. So I gotta get out of here so I can figure out this crime. (laughs) We gotta figure this out. Starring. (laughs) Uh, No, but yeah, I I chose that part though because it's got that kind of. I like that. There's a lot of really good bridges in this. uh, In this, um, all these songs. There's like really good moments where, you know, one part weaves into another part, and they like. I don't know. With jazz, it always feels so much. There's so much more tension because, like, they're playing and then they look at each other and they kind of all decide at the same time when to move on with the the note, you know. And so I don't know. I chose that because in the in the quiet part, you can't hear the tension, you know. Um, the growing swell is kind of yeah, building and yeah, building. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah. Th- so. There's a lot of really great solos throughout these these tracks, but uh, we're definitely not going to be able to do them justice. I think I have one part that's like right in the middle of a solo. But, yeah, when um, they're nine minute, nine to ten minute songs. Yeah, most of them. Yeah. There's only. What we're saying is you guys need to listen take. to that album. Yeah, the solos are longer than fifteen seconds. All right, they're yeah. uh, they, they take their time. You you can have like two minute solos sometimes in in this kind of music. And it's ride that storm. So. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I I found this really good way of um, describing the first three, and I'll keep uh, I'll say okay. it, uh, say it on the so these are these are a few descriptions on the first three. So Maiden Voyage is a simple composition, a variation on the thirty-two bar song form. Okay, the harmony is based on what jazz musicians called sus chords, sus okay. chords, s u s chords, the sus, sus chords. chords are sus. Sus chords used in Maiden Voyage are based on the dominant seventh. The inspiration for this sound comes from the coda to 81 recorded on the Miles Davis ESP album. After the final melody statement of 81, Herbie lands on an F7 sustained, uh, uh, yeah, sustained. Sustained, yeah, yeah, yeah. And repeats, uh, Rhythm, which is now known as the Maiden Voyage Pattern. The performance oh. by this studio band, Why Was Wayne Shorter Not on This Date, is classic. And then, yeah. uh, so that's that one. So if we could just, huh. you know, pull these, this hey, grouping. Uh, that's Maiden Voyage. To, okay. Uh, the Eye of the Hurricane is a 12-bar minor blues set off by a melody statement that changes meter on the seventh measure. 
The melody form subverts the blues form, but follows it closely. And all the solos are hot, especially Freddie, who gets inspired by minor. Freddie Hubbard, changes. right? Freddie Hubbard, correct. Yeah, I, I forgot then, that Freddie Hubbard was on this album, honestly. Uh, and yeah, that that's really cool. And then Little One is a waltz with a difficult, non-cliche solo form. It opens with a rubato statement and then enters the 84+. Little One closes with a repeat of the rubato section. Rubato. Now, that's one I don't know. That's a, that's a term I haven't heard. But um, I, I understood. Go... No, no, no. We don't have to, we don't have to dive. Okay. I mean... If you want, if you want to really like like know more about this, you got to take like a class. I think like there's, you know, there's this is this is like where it gets really really like uh, uh, what's the word? Just you know, there's just a lot of of, of background knowledge you need. That's to later on the jazz things. concept album hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll 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 have a whole podcast series where we teach you jazz. <laughs> through a podcast. Just sit and talk to jazz. I don't think time. it's gonna be us. And I just play <laughs> I just play like a little shitty note like Not to, to be honest, right, I don't think this, it's gonna be us. I think it's gonna be something I try to play I try to play the trombone again. I just play the same <laughs> shitty note over and over again and it never gets any better. Well as long as you're playing one of those uh one of those blues you know and uh on that scale you're good. That's true. If I can stay on the scale you just but, hold it. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't very successful with the the uh, the tuba though. I, I gotta say, I was not. I tried it for a year, and uh, I was I was much better at the trombone than I was at the saxophone. Yeah, well, you, you ever tu- tuba, tuba. If you're trying to play jazz on tuba, I I gotta say it is a little discouraging to try to play. It's also oh, very avant-garde. Not, not a lot it's, of not a lot of tuba work in jazz. I don't think. Yeah, there's a, there's some um, in like New Orleans. Um, it's more for marching band. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's the prime. Uh, do we want to get into survival of the fittest? Yes, actually. Uh, All right. This is, so this is one of my favorite. This do, is my favorite should, track, I think, on the album. Should I should I talk about that one quick? Yeah, the, the yeah. Thing. Tell me, tell so me about survival of the fittest. Here. All right, survival of the fittest follows in the traditional of the egg. It is oh no, Jake! Pure... Jake! 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 What? You cut out. You can't hear no. you anymore. No way. Oh, All right, you're back. back. You're oh. back. All right. Well, the beginning of the sentence. Oh, that's my okay. my internet connection is unstable, so that's got to oh. be me. All my right. bad. That's on us. Sorry, Jake. Well, that's I got, like, on three us. I have like to three things so streaming in here too. So hope I think. I, Damn, but I don't think shut it, it down, Jake. It's probably you can hear me though, and I've got I've got a recording of my own. Uh, Please support audio, me so at the good. Patreon at patreon.com slash <laughs> You hear all the bloopers. We need better equipment. <laughs> survival <laughs> of the fittest. Speaking survival. of that, survival of the fittest. Survival of the, <laughs> the fittest follows in the tradition of the egg. It is pure improvisation, but the musicians are improvising with open expressiveness. Once again, Herbie has mixed up funk and freedom. Oh, okay. I like that description. You know, of I it. was thinking the same thing when we were listening to it on the listen through. Word for word, she was thinking the same thing. The same thing. <laughs> that song was like freedom. All that funkadelic. You know? Yeah, yeah. Here is and uh, what. Speaking of freedom, this is like during the civil rights era too. So that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. think about that when we were. I was thinking. But yeah, um, this is survival of the fittest.
Yeah. A lot happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to choose like a real like chaotic part because uh, it's there's like a whole like I don't know the, the the last like maybe three minutes of the track really really play out like a fight like you can really hear the back and forth kind of uh what's supposed to be i feel like i guess to me i was imagining like since it's you know sea themed i was thinking like a mutiny on a ship or something you know you know that's like a giant sea monster what's so great maybe, about maybe jazz, there's a crack in what's so great about jazz and classical music is that, is that it allows you to create your own story within your own head yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it doesn't have to, the 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 story is not confined. What's confined to is, words is the music, mm-hmm. like like the the emotions that the music has you feeling. Well, yeah, and every uh, time it's going to be a little different too. Exactly. Yeah, that's what um, the, that's really really cool about jazz. Else, yeah. yeah. So I did. I so I just read this and I yeah, I, I really wish I would have found this board because I got to read over this again. So um, this was recorded. In 1965, uh, March of 1965, but okay. uh, moving into the um, like later part of the summer, I was talking about Richard Davis, and I just ha- I'll have to I have to do this because I was talking about him. But by June, okay. Herbie's solo gig at the Vanguard, uh, I think in New York, had expanded into okay. a trio with Ron Carter or Richard Davis on bass. And Tony Williams on piano. Wait, wait, wait. So, you're, you're Richard Davis? My Richard Davis, yes. Oh. The trio gig in Baltimore. So this is right after this album was recorded. So oh, wow. uh, Richard's got his hands all over this one. The That's the trio awesome. the trio gigged in, in Baltimore and then with Wayne added uh, hit the Vanguard build as the Miles Davis Quartet. And then uh, there is a photo with Herbie, Wayne, Tony, and Richard Davis from the Vanguard, the 10th of June in 1965. And, uh, and there was a session that was recorded on there that is, uh, stands out as a superlative Hancock on, uh, from this, at this time. So what well, a show to well, see you, if you, you gotta, could. We got to get Richard Davis on here to tell us about the jazz. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, uh, Patreon exclusive. I've talked about it before. Um, I've got some recordings of Richard and I talking, um, and maybe I'll just have to go through those. Richard's ninety-one now, so he oh, um, okay. And, and so I don't. I haven't talked to him. I visited him, brought him uh, fish dinner last. I think it was in ju- January before the pandemic. Um, yeah, yeah. And then he turned ninety, and I played some music for him. So I haven't talked to him in a little while, but I always think of him and I play his, uh, he rec- recorded a promo for me like. So maybe there's a. Seven or eight years ago. So maybe there's a key to jazz, like to, 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 you know, life that involves jazz. Because Herbie Hancock also is, is like very old at this point. He's looking real good. Uh, so I don't know if this jazz just keeps you, well, keeps you young, keeps you alive. As, as I, long as you are st- staying uh, living a healthy life because then you have Charlie Parker who died at 35. Heroin. Yeah. Heroin. And, they, and the, Miles Davis. The, oh, this um, is a old bird. The, the coroner looked at uh, Charlie Parker's body and thought he was like a 55 year old person. Like, his, do you think, so uh, do you think between, be, between rock music and jazz music, uh, who do you think has a, a, a better lifespan, like better chance 
at survival? living through the uh, the their their glory years. Man, Who has that's a, better a tough rate? call. Holy hell! I know, right? I I, I just thought of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, because Billie Holiday, I think she died at like forty-two. Honestly, I mean, music in general is um, like a real has a pretty high casualty rate when you get popular. Yeah. You really want to like run the numbers. I <laughs> I know more rock stars that died at twenty seven than I do jazz. Jazz, but um Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I guess it just depends on what you get wrapped up in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever definitely. poison you pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the poison or, from the eighties. Or I mean a very rare metal, metal, very, hair metal band. Very rare times like Otis Redding dying because he was flying around the country and died in Lake Monona. So, I mean, like... Yeah, yeah, uh, I think that... Hop, skip, and jump right there. I think, really, that generation real like had to had to find out the hard way that, you know, getting your private pilot's license doesn't mean you should fly your friends around every chance you get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Randy Rhodes and uh, Ozzy Osbourne's band, they're doing... They're trying to, like... Buzz the trailers. Buzz the buzz the buzz the bus. You know the yep. story. Dude. You know that's yeah. that's how and, my <laughs> that's how my grandpa got thrown out of the army. <laughs> was he a total maverick from Top Gun? That was like what, early in his career. He buzzed the top of a school bus because <laughs> he's he wasn't a, he wasn't you know. Hey, let's get these kids we, a day not, to remember. I won't get into it, but uh, yeah, my my grandpa on my mom's side was a was a real wild man. Uh, <laughs> Maverick. Yes, they um, called him. They called him Maverick. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's, well, that's guy. I'm sure he's got a lot of great stories. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> um, Buzzed a lot of things, including that. So um, I, I, I don't want to get into the racism on the podcast, but uh-huh. he did have some stories. Oh, boy. Anyway, what were you saying, Jake? Um, before we play the last track from this album, I'll just I, I there's a little bit about this being a concept album, so I wanted to say this too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, con- concept albums more than uh, not turn into a attenuated. Yeah. Attenuated, a t t e u a t e d exercises in pretense. Not so with this album which has to be considered an all-time jazz masterpiece. There's an aura surrounding the melodic material and the rhymes, particularly the ebb and flow uh, wash of Tony Williams' drums that sustain the nautical uh, conceit, and the musicians mm-hmm. respond in yeah. the spirit of wonder, adventure, risk, awe, and joy appropriate to each track. Wait, so hold on. I, I'm not... Wh- who wrote that? It sounds it's so eloquently wrote. <laughs> uh, that was me. I wrote that. <laughs> oh, no, this is. No. Oh, I was going to uh, say, this Jay, is damn, Tom Jake. Moon. I think it's his Tom Moon. Uh, I can send you the link to this. This okay, is from okay. HerbieHancock.com. Yeah, okay, it, it, it sounds does a very, really good job yeah. of uh, laying out this album in this in the, at this time. Well, it's so. a very important album to him as well. You know, this was one that they uh, specifically brought up in the documentary and talked about uh, a little bit because um, it is, you know, one of the ones that I think helped secure his legacy uh, with jazz. But, um, yeah, yeah, really great track, though. This I feel like this track really maybe shows what is coming in the future with him a little bit because it... I feel like you get a little bit of the like 
rock influence a little like here and there or a little bit of the fusion maybe um in this track um but uh, yeah it's definitely in that it's it, this is i think his fifth album so yeah he's had some time and obviously music is expanding at this point yeah. not that it ever was not expanding but it's going yeah. into more even more of a fast-paced um mm-hmm. and we're getting into like Heavier R and B, I'll say. Mm, mm. Heavy R and B. And the next album. Did we play the track yet? The last track. No, no, no. I was okay. actually. Uh, I was about. I was. I was about to transition okay. into it. I was waiting for you to finish your thought. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. But the next, the the next album that we're going to go into, is that next. Is, yeah, is yeah, Like yeah. nearly ten years down the road, it's but we'll spicy. listen to the last track. Right. Yeah. Right. We'll Very spicy. The, Next track, and then we will take a break uh, after we talk about it. This is this is Dolphin Dance. Dave did a little dolphin dance. And I was dancing like dolphins. <coughs> Although it looked a little bit like a squid, too. It sounded like sea a dolphin. Creatures? It sea sounded creatures? like a dolphin, but it looked like a little, little bit like a squid. <laughs> but um, that was uh, Dolphin Dance. Uh, it's probably, I think it's one of the more popular tracks. Like, Maiden Voyage is probably the most, I mean, according to Spotify, Maiden Voyage is like the top listened to, and then Dolphin Dance is the second. Damn. But um, I think... Dolphin Dance is a pretty uh, pretty well uh, liked uh, track uh, played by high school, high school jazz bands everywhere, probably. But yeah, yeah, um, it's like uh, I feel like I don't know. I don't really get the dancey Dolphin Dance part of it. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It was a, it's a good track. It's a good good jazz track. Pick up probably again in ten years, you might you, figure it out. Using that space more like uh, in a a dolphin sounding, um, the shorter, uh, using shorter notes to, uh, in your solos and. I guess I'm just wondering where the dolphin, I guess I'm just wondering where the dolphin part of it is. That's probably what's, what's eating at me. Well, of of all the animals to dance, I think. Uh, is at least sea animals dolphin dance. It uh, not only does it like rhyme because you got the double D yeah, yeah. there alliteration. It, uh, if you yeah, if you were saying like manatee squid dance, dance work. yeah, no, right, no. right, right, whale s- dance, seahorse shuffle, nothing. The crack and clap back. I think seahorse shuffle could have worked, but that was probably that was probably on the cutting room floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, dolphin dance. Yeah, DD designated driver. I get it. <laughs> no, but it's just, it's uh yeah yeah it's a it's a really nice uh, um, you know kind of smooth ending to the album. This is, this is the last uh, track. That's the last track. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah yeah yeah. There was the, that was uh, each album is a little over forty minutes. Um, so um, just you like know, a normal pretty standard normal album that'll fit on uh, two sides that'll fit. Yeah. You know uh, it's. What sucks is like so. One thing that we've I've discovered more listening to more metal on side B uh, is that um, 
a lot of metal bands have struggled with this problem of record labels wanting to cut their music up into smaller segments and smaller segments and stuff. And like, Nazareth, it's something that jazz doesn't um, ever have to suffer from. No. You know what I mean? Like, jazz never had to Just compromise go. for t- like length. Yep. You know, like the jam is intended uh, always. You know. Well, I'm sure. Actually, I'm sure uh, it, 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 it. You would anticipate that this is how long you had, but you still wanted to go longer. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you stopped because the you only had so much tape. You know, yeah. and yeah. so much room on the the record. So in that, yeah. that Tom Dowd documentary, I can't remember what, there was two jazz bands that had, that had lined them up like the sax and everything like across each other with the mics. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember who he was in this. This is early on days in recording, but someone looked over at the reel like it's running out of tape. They're like, they're, these guys are not slowing down. They're, they still got more and more time. Uh-huh, so what do you do? Uh-huh. Like, snap another track. Like, we'll, we'll mix in. We'll, like, we'll, we'll record it. We'll oh, take it yeah, off. Yeah, that's, yeah. And it was the first time, was, like, actually, yeah. like, doing the extended, like, how we do we did do it, this? like, just, in real time. Like, on the fly, just trying to figure yeah, it out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we have to capture this because uh, it's one of those times where, like, this is the moment. This is the recording. It's not like this is a song they're prepared. This is them freestyling. This is them just mm-hmm, going. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to get that again, ever again. So, that, like, uh, that actually, uh, beautiful. that actually makes me think of uh, that thing you do. Remember the end of the movie? When he's like in the recording studio, the and his band his... breaks up. Yeah, and then, then he's sitting there, and then um, the drummer the, and his the, other... yeah, the and drummer yeah. comes yeah. in. And they just start doing a little drum. Like he's like, "Hey, you want me to record?" Well, yeah, got the studio time booked already. You know, <laughs> you know, they just record a little like. Uh... What do you call it? I am a Spartacus. Mm-hmm. I am Spartacus. That's <laughs> uh, Spartacus. I love that movie. I haven't seen that in so great long. Movie. Great movie. Great, though. great film. Great music movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, this is, uh, uh, yeah, really, really good example of jazz music in the 60s, if you want to, to experience it. Um, obviously, if you enjoyed this, check out some Miles Davis, of course, um, some, uh, Check out some Richard Davis. Richard Davis as Richard well. Davis, Richard yeah. Davis, Does he have his own, uh, solo work, or, or, or I mean, or he does. quartets yeah. or anything? That okay, out, well, cool. that Out to Lunch album is, is classic, and then, uh, him on that Astral Weeks album, and, um, those are two of the big ones, and then he's got his own stuff that he's featured on, obviously, too, that he put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. fucking, okay, okay. So check out, is, is he on Spotify? Do you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. So check out, uh, yeah, check out Richard Davis where, wherever you can. We'll uh, we'll put a link in the description for him uh, if you want to check out some of his tunes. He's done a lot of things with, um, like, the Insti- I think it's called the Institute for Racial Healing in Madison. Okay. Um, okay. He's done that for a very long time. And, yeah, awesome. uh, yeah. And so it's... Um, He's a big part of this community, and we're just very lucky to. We've had him for as long as we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we are lucky to actually have a pretty, uh, uh, you know, th- I mean, I wouldn't say thriving, but we have we have a jazz scene. You know, there there's there's a you know there's, there's a, a lot couple, of stuff going on in Dane County and Madison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have we know? have we have at it's least cool. a handful of places you can go see ver- varieties of jazz, and um, yeah, it's it's you know as. As alive as we really jazz are becoming, could be uh, we really are becoming a state that is very touched by the nation right now. Like, we, we <laughs> I don't people like all over from all over the country, like kind of coming. Yeah, out. if you I go know. behind the UW uh, Music Building, you can see it's like Richard Davis Way. 
So he's got his own. That's awesome. Oh, shit. Okay. That's yeah. probably why I recognize the name. All right. It's only been around for a few years since that new school was built or that, you know, building was built. But uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's cool. That's really cool, though. He's got his, yeah. own, his own little street. Hell yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you guys want to get on to the break and then we can uh, get back here to talk about Headhunters. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. We'll see you guys in a few minutes on the Album Concept Hour. The Album Concept Hour. Are right, you guys ready to get into the second half? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's All right. funk it up. Let's funk it up. Let's funk it Welcome up. Welcome back to the Album Concept Hour. We are in the second half of Herbie Hancock double feature with Maiden Voyage and Headhunters. See, Brad, you could have done it again. What? You could have said... John, you could have said John Hancock. John Hancock. I'm sorry, I'm we not. We would have said. <laughs> Don't I'm not you mean as, Herbie Hancock? I'm not as familiar Doi. with the memes of those movies. I, I haven't seen them nearly enough. But, uh. <laughs> but yes, yes, yes. Uh, 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 what, what what you said? The uh, it's a callback. It's a callback. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's a callback to earlier. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, we're getting to Herbie Hancock. I'm Bradley Barron, I'm the host, and I have uh, in this studio. I have Dave and John, and yeah. Virtual World is Jake. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, in, in the Virtual World, do you like see like Digimon out there? Uh, is there any? Do you ever see any like yeah, you see creatures in the, just, like floating yeah. in the ether? You know? Yeah. War Greymon. War Greymon's oh, out there. Fuck okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. I mean, he's he's pretty chill for the most part, as long there's as like, you know, as long as like you're on his good side. War Greymon. There's like yeah, like like skeletal yeah, War yeah. Greymon thing. Man. Speaking of which, we are going to be getting yes. the members of Wood Chickens back for our Digimon when, movie when soundtrack. When, when I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm scheduling it though right now. I'm figuring Good. it out. Get, figure that out. Digimon Let's the movie soundtrack it. is happening. Um, but uh, keeping this tradition alive. Was it the alive. Pokemon one? No, was no, no. The, what was the first one there? I, uh, oh, well, well, we did Transformers the movie. Oh, okay. Then we that's did uh, the, not Futurama, but Jetsons. The Jetsons. That's, that's right. right. We did the Jetsons. And then uh, this is going to be our third in our series of uh, children's movie soundtracks. Animated soundtracks, <laughs> yes! Hell yeah. This is a part of our childhood, people. Hell yeah. Anyways. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, right. uh, but, hey, but before, hey. yeah? Uh, can What's I play up, this? Can I play this and then we can get into the... Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. What are you, you going to play? Okay. Mr. Callahan, and this is Jake's Uncle Tom. John. Famous hey, singer. That's, I screwed that up. Uh, give me... Uh, you can cut this out. <laughs> uh, I mean, I heard it. It was just loud. No, give me a second. Give me a second. I... I um, all right, Here, how about I... Got, okay, you got it? You got it? I think I got it. I think I got it. All right, all right. And this right. actually, this is pretty entertaining. I need your John Hancock on these reports. John Hancock. It's Herbie Hancock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's so, uh, the delivery is, is great. It's great because the, the, the first time he's, he's like, finish up his like the last test at school and he's like, yeah. looks at He's like, Herbie Hancock writes it down. Right. <laughs> this is the follow through. It is when he's back in, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, back in the also the David Spade. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great stuff. Uh, we're going to get into a segment, though, before we get into the Herbie Hancock. Uh, uh, I mean, John Hancock. I mean, Herbie Hancock. Um, this is What Is Dave Drinking? Whoa. 
Why don't you start us off tonight? Just what are you say, drinking? So, uh, Dave just handed me uh, what I'm going to start off with with this, this segment tonight. Um, I am uh, about to try this artisanal artisanal Brewworks Warheads Extreme Sour. Man, these guys are getting everything, people. I'm a little scared. I like it's not sours. That bad. It's not that bad. I like sours, but oh yeah, that's lemon though. <laughs> That's ooh. That's a live, that's, live that's reaction. Good. That's I, I like that. I like that a lot. It's like the best parts of a warhead without the like. I don't know. Rubbing the, the flesh off your inside of your mouth. Yeah. Well, there's a little bit of that. It's almost like taking a swig of like lemon juice. Yeah. 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 You got your Moses got some need some more of these. Yeah. So you know so, for science. So yeah, I tried that. Uh, I also um, I tried. Um, I'll, I'll let you talk about this one though. All right. Um, I, uh, I'm drinking on some hams and, uh, uh, Dave and me are also drinking on this Surly Darkness, which is, uh, That was the excellent. 2015. Oh, the 2015. The, the bat. Um, was the yeah. Artwork. Yeah. Now the Dark Darkness is, is a really, really nice one that you can, that's pretty readily available, right? The last few years in like at least Wisconsin, for the, yeah. in the past, you actually had to go to the brewery, camp overnight, mm-hmm. get in line, get the tickets, yeah. buy your beer, and go home. Yeah. Yeah, the last, I think, three, maybe four? Last three for sure. Yeah. And just start showing up. They got distribution. Now they're like making more than some Wisconsin. And yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Walk up, get your six pack and go home. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a really nice uh, 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 thick kind of beer, like Ah, mm. uh, I can only take like a sip at a time because it's like really flavorful. But um, oaky. I'm also drinking hams. You know, finishing up some of the hams classic. from last week, and then I'll, uh, I'll 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 wash that down with some some Coors Light. You know. So yeah, yeah, I'm drinking a, a, a lot of things now. Now that uh, Dave's back in the studio, We're back, baby. We can share the the drinks. Uh, speaking of which, Dave, what are you uh, what are you sipping on? Well, also had a Dark Lord from 2018, I believe. 2018. Okay, okay. Just decided I needed to start cracking some. Just yeah, I got too many bottles. Got to yeah, gotta yeah, thin yeah. that cellar up more and more. Uh-huh. At home, you know, it's I'm one person. It's hard to take yeah. down a lot. But now I come to the studio and start bringing more, and then we'll bring more and bring more and. Uh huh. Uh huh. Then also riot from I believe it's I can't remember the brewery. It's it's printed insanely okay. small, but just a. We would say double dry hop IPA, pretty yeah, tasty. Yeah, yeah, I like the, I like the, uh, uh, the label. Uh, the label, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very like snake eyes from GI Joe looking. Yeah, yeah. Looks like, looks like a. It's got like a, a face mask over a soldier in front of like an American flag thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, but uh, I was gonna say, uh, is there another? Is there a, a beer festival that's gonna be happening uh, now that uh, stuff starting to open up are, a little bit? Re- they're gonna do a small version, a half version of the Great Taste in August. Okay. The okay. tickets already sold out. They did the mail-in. Oh, okay. Well, so, I'll, I'll just have to drive downtown and just drink. Well, while walking around. Brad, if you want to do what my girlfriend Joy and I are doing, we're just gonna go down and like look for the scalp tickets. People every year they always do it, so I'm guessing people. Yeah. 
majority of them are like... You're going to give it a shot. Something comes up, and every every time, every year we go, it's like nonstop. There's always like hands full of people trying something. It's uh-huh. like, I can't make it. I got to sell it. It's never like more than... Yeah. Much more than the face value, so... Uh-huh, uh-huh. We're just going to risk it, go down there, and like see if there's a few tickets to yeah, hang up that yeah. day of, but... Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I've never... Uh, I, I don't think I've ever actually been to the taste of Madison, but I'd be willing to try it. It is. The, and instead yeah. of 10,000, they're doing 5,000 this year. And okay. they're doing limited of... There's yeah, not as many yeah. breweries, but it should be still... Okay. There's a lot of... It's a lot of ground on the... I yeah. think it's Olin Park, so... Tight. Yeah. Pretty nice. And uh, what about you, uh, John? What have you been uh, sipping on? What do you think of this? Uh, this well, this I thought that was I. I thought you gave a very good um, explanation of what this uh, this extreme warhead beer is. It's yeah. very good. It's like a swig of lemon. It's like a lemon. Yeah, it's like a lemony, uh, like lemony fresh, lemony beer. You know, like yeah, yeah. It is exactly like it. what it, but it's not bad. It is very. You can mix this with tangy. Oh, it's tangy. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mix that with some, some but it doesn't liquor. have the you know you kind of yeah. expect the warhead like blast at the end, which it does not have. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It you doesn't know, make your, your it's face like the invert. yeah. It's Pucker. like it's yeah, like yeah. the like the candy like melted down, and then they took that extract out that makes you know, the, the cringy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. It's like, so. yeah, yeah. And then uh, you got your your standard as well, right? Your standard steel reserve yeah, staple steel two one one yeah yeah, yeah. Hey. steel reserve you know and a uh, couple does the job it does That's yeah the point. does the trick yeah see you're drinking hams the I'm beer drinking refreshing the beer refreshing and their union right I'll, I'll bring union some more red I got so union many made. of those still yes yes uh, I'll be drinking more than now that I know that they're union made. Um, what about you, Jake? Are you uh, are you sipping on anything tonight? I uh, got a toehead here from Lone Girl. Like Lone Girl. Doing. Uh, yes, yes. Lone we girl, had a yep. a, uh, link, in the description. a link in the description you last did. I saw week. That. Yes. Yep. So that was good. Uh, tried the Biden beer from Manaqua Brewing Company. They're making yeah, it. Not bad. And they're, yeah. uh, it is not bad. Um, yeah. A well-informed person said it's not as good as Kamala, but you know it could be worse. Well, and two different, completely <laughs> styles of beer too. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely it's a different. double. It's a double entendre thing going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the yeah. Kamala, the Kamala we had too, and um, I'm not a huge fan because it's a it's a dark beer. It's a stout. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a dark beer. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very it's very clever the way they have uh, a comma like a yep. the comma. As a point of, like, punctuation, and then L.A. So, it's, yeah, it's yeah. funny. Um, yeah, but yeah. the but the the Biden beer is uh, inoffensive and not bitter. Closh is is what it is, and we found that <laughs> at, uh, <laughs> tasty Kolsch. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We we found that at uh, at Brennan's funny. on the west side. So, okay, okay. Um, I think uh, we tried going to look for it. In like I don't know uh, February, and we could not oh, yeah, find it. Sold it, so. out right away. Yeah. yeah. So in yeah. Uh, at Brennan's, we did find it on the west side of Madison. The Bernie one is pretty good too. The Bernie one was pretty good. We tried that as well. Yeah. But what kind is that? Um, it's been a long while. Uh, yeah, that was a twelve ouncer. Uh, these other ones were sixteens. Um, I know, but I don't okay. remember. It's a lighter. It's lighter, but ah. it definitely had a little bit more taste. Uh, than the the Biden beer, 
Yeah. Good. Of course, of course. Good. And it's cards of wood. Of course, it would. Yeah. Did it have a picture? The picture of him with his. Uh, it is that mitts? pose, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Good. Good. Okay, can't, good. You can't, Monoc- you can't miss Brewing pass Company. Up that. Good stuff. There. Yeah. I think five percent. The back it said like. Five percent is going uh, into a super pack that is supposed to be battling like evil or you know oh. what? So all right, evil. All right. They've <laughs> they've been having a lot Spites of uh, evil. fights too for like their <laughs> their brewery and their science. So yeah, it's been it's been pretty interesting. A lot of news from Monaco as well. Huh. Yeah, and a very uh, conservative part of Wisconsin. Yes. So hmm. they're very they're fighting the fight. Yeah, they're fighting okay. it in a very uh, conservative area. So, yes, good for this, them. Uh, this this red state that we like to call a purple state sometimes. Although we it we did get we did we did win state. we did go blue last time, didn't we? Well, the presidential forget. elections they did. It, it's been mostly blue except for twenty sixteen. But yeah, um, but it all but it also. Uh, we are spoiled that we live in Madison and Milwaukee and our tiny yeah. bubble. Yeah, absolutely, are, right? right. Yes. But a lot of we live in north, a tiny blue bubble. A lot of nor a lot of other than that is is mostly mostly oh, red. Very so, red. Yeah. It's very it's, red. It's pretty red. Fight the good out fight out there. Yeah. Buy, buy this um, good beer and buy the Lone Girl beer. So those are two very good. Clients. Yeah. 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 So, Support the Lone Girl. Uh, well, this has been what is Dave drinking. All right, all right. Uh, then uh, yeah, we're gonna get right back into the Miles Davis and uh, you mean you mean oh wow, fucking Herbie Hancock. Mr. Callahan, <laughs> oh, I need your John Hancock on these reports. John <laughs> Hancock, it's Herbie Hancock. Yeah, yeah, Brad. Uh, Miles <laughs> Davis, it's oh, Herbie shit. Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, you were gonna try to do that on purpose for once, and then. Uh, no, no, no. Just, and then you just, went to just a completely, completely went rogue, but yeah. the clip still worked. I was like, did, you know, oh, that yeah, was great. Yeah, yeah. Perfectly timed. Maybe, uh, maybe I was just uh, trying to be a chameleon. Oh maybe. yeah. Uh, Anyways, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. This, Go, is, this is the first track. Funk us up. Oh no! I almost went to dolphin dance again. <laughs> That's not chameleon at all. That milk part, like where it breaks feeling. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of like the weird samples that they used for like Paul's Boutique from Beastie Boys, like all that really mm. like funky, just like that, like yeah, that, that seventies funk. Yeah, you know? it just yeah. has that. Yeah, it's just uh, every every moment. Like th- this is a fourteen minute song, uh, and some change, and fourteen glorious moments. And you, yeah, you don't you don't notice it. It just it just you know passes just by. Rolls. It just yeah. and you want more. And, uh, and when it ends, like, is that over? Did it yeah, run? a lot. Like, I think this whole album, I really yeah. just wanted it to keep going, every track. Um, but yeah, very different sound than uh, you know uh, the the previous album that we were listening to. There's a completely different uh, experience. Um, it's it's jazz fusion. It's funk fusion. It's uh, it's it's forward thinking. You know, he's he's definitely trying to push the envelope and sign uh, of the times. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It wait what? 
Oh, just thinking about Prince all of a sudden. Oh, I thought Sign of the Times was a song or something that I didn't well, it know is about. A, no, but it's a sign of it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a Prince song. But the Sign of the Times oh, okay. being that it is a very funk-influenced uh, album. And yeah. uh, the one name and the one per well, not the one person, but one of many influences, uh, Sly Stone, very influential in this era. Mm-hmm. I've always loved Sly and the Family Stone, but like... Agreed. I didn't it realize the impact and the foothold that he had in uh, popular, like as much in fo- in popular music. Oh. Yeah, and yeah, I like, know. It's it's some it's it's another one of those uh, bands. I think that like people in the know, of course, like you know, love Sly and the Family Stone, but like people that are only paying attention to maybe like the pop charts or something. Yeah, they forget about them. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. They kind of fall and fall to by the wayside. How much how what they influenced as well. Yeah, right? like the Beastie Boys is when I like learned more about Sly and the Family Stone because the Beastie Boys uh audiobook they're talking about uh Sly and the Fam- Family Stone a few times and wearing their outfits and stuff. Um Well, I was listening I when uh was doing research for the the Stevie Nicks episode of Between the Sheets, she talked about being in Sly Stone's studio, like oh a room God. in that, in there That's awesome. for, like, what? Wow. He had a studio, like, or he had a room in that, you know, where they were recording Rumors, or, or the first Fleetwood Mac album, maybe. Um, but it's uh, just the, like, fir- the first one with... Uh, uh, with the cast of them. With the, that cast yeah. of Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. No, I mean, uh, uh, there was a little bit of uh, of uh, Herbie Hancock's studio in the album, or in the uh, documentary that I was watching before this. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, one of the, I mean, if, if you have the, the money to make a studio and you're going to be making music for a long time, you know, that's the ideal way to do it. And cheaper I mean, way. And yeah, in the long run, cheaper because because you know they tack you tack on a lot of extra you know cost for the studio for alone like day after day after yeah. day and you call it weeks and months depending on what you're doing like it's, yeah. it's crazy yeah w- w- without revealing too many finances from Spurgatory Records I can tell you an album can be expensive um, it it is yeah it's an expensive process if you have your own studio your own place to do it um, it you know it's you can just do it whenever, where, you know, I I have my own little studio here. And, uh, you know, I can just do stuff uh, with my pants off. It's great. Uh, we are right now. <laughs> it's weird, Brad, but it's just, you do you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know that people are here, but it's my studio. I will have my pants off no matter what. My studio, my rules. Yeah, it's on yeah. the door. We know what we're Ted, getting into. Ted I, should, always, I should probably put on some, you know, some boxers or something. Though. It's funny. That's funny because Ted always used to say I could walk through here with a with a bathrobe and fuzzy slippers on if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, during the I'm winter. The owner. <laughs> during the winter, that is me. Man, it's the, the wildest studio. pizza yeah. place, but people come. Yeah, but it's, it's you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, hopefully I can maintain this uh, and, and keep it going, but, like, it's an amazing thing to have, and uh, I think that he's been able to utilize that. But, yeah, this track, though, um, it's, it's fucking, I don't really know how to, how, to, how to explain how great these songs are, but, like, the first time I heard, like, at least the first few tracks of this album, um... It was one of those where you, you have to know, like, who is that? 
tell me who that is. I want to know more about this person and their entire discography. Like this, you know, because um, it's it's what's great about Herbie Hancock. No matter what era you're looking at, like if he's doing this, you know, funk fusion thing, or if he's doing disco later, it's like the highest quality version of that genre that you're probably going to hear. You know, like uh, taking the the jazz influence and putting the focus on pop things, you know, him and Miles Davis did that a lot, you know, but and Miles changed a lot too with the times. So yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they all pretty good. So yeah, he continues to change with the times as is evident by, you know, headhunters, which was really popular too. You know I mean? This, this was... is the first jazz album to sell over a million copies. Oh man. Uh, and this yeah. is, well, you know, um, that's awesome. A couple also years before we, we covered the, um, one of the outlaws album. That was the first country album. To sell yeah. over a million copies, I think, and uh, this is the first jazz album. This is a couple years before. Wow! You know, all record companies are really getting them them out there. You know, do you think it was more of an international audience, or starting to grow into more of an international uh, uh, business, or what do you think caused that? Uh, I think a combination of things. I yeah. think yeah. Uh, Herbie's rise himself, and then as yeah. well as uh, like albums being. I don't know when they peaked in sales. Well, accessibility probably, you know, people right. having more access to uh, uh, an entire sound album. Technology. Right. They had, yeah. they had an entire album um, instead of just, you know, buying singles. This is yeah. not that this is the first well, one. Well, no, no. This was the age of that, not just buying singles. You were supposed to buy the whole oh, album. Oh, yeah. We, at this point, we already, you know? already in the album. Yes. Yes. Yeah. In the I mean, album Golden late Age. Six, late were. 60s were, were, were already like a full-length album, but like, um, I mean, not that there weren't before, but like as a whole album, you put stuff together. But this this was the first one in jazz that sold, so... It was also, um, it feels very easily accessible, like, from anyone's point of view. Like, it's, you yeah, have to just well, like you know, jazz. I was, I, I, was, I was thinking about that, like, the, just how much, like, the, this second album that we're doing um, really made me think of, like, Stevie Wonder. You know, and okay. how much Stevie Wonder was doing at the time, what he yeah, was yeah. doing with, like, Inner Visions. Pushing the envelope. Like that, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. Inner Visions was released the same year, so they were definitely, there's the, I guarantee oh, you, people wow. probably had a lot okay. of these two albums in their their collection at that time yeah, as well. Yeah. Oh man. If I had to take a guess, like. Yeah, that's nuts. Cause it's uh seventy three, you know. Yep. So good year. Yeah, yeah. Apparently a really fucking great year uh, on the music scene. Um you know, this is still before rock has solidified itself as, you know, the the kind of dominant genre for the next couple of decades. You know, this is still well. Lindy. I think it's I think it's the prime of rock. Well, I, think, I would agree with I, I think, would agree with Jake I think, on that. I think, I think that jazz underground needed, it was. Well, no. well, because like I mean, Zeppelin, it wasn't, Zeppelin was huge right now. Well, it wasn't like, until Sergeant. Wait, no, that was that was earlier actually. Sergeant well, Pepper Sergeant was. Pepper was that's right. I'm sorry. I, I, I was wrong. I, I, I put Sergeant Pepper at a later date. Sergeant Pepper is 67, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry. That's when rock began to be taken seriously and really okay. yeah, spiking, yeah. really getting sales. I had to reorient myself on the on the on the, the on biggest the timeline. Mutation, time scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, my 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 time var- variance was. I'm, I'm a variant. Um, <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, no, you're 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 right. This I is this is definitely reference. this is definitely <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> this is definitely the, the peak of great show of uh, of uh, uh, yeah. This is definitely when rock is 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 in a golden age. So, mm-hmm. um, but but I think in that also, because of that, you yeah. are gro- jazz needed to grow once again. You go from this modal jazz keeps changing and it. Yeah. and yeah, it keeps changing, and you combine it with this jazz and funk. And fusion, and uh, I don't. Where did when did you Jeff keep the Beck's same album? mood, but you like you, you you alter the attitude a little bit, you know? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say you take the attitude and then you make something new with it. <laughs> but alter same the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we're saying the same so thing. So blow um, by blow made uh, that the uh, the, cla- the that's a classic album Beck? from. Jeff Beck, right? Yeah, really, uh, really from good. 1975. It was recorded in '74. Like that's another step into from you know Jeff Beck coming from the Yardbirds yeah. and yep. this rock yeah. career, right. and you're combining that into jazz fusion. Like it's just another step. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. But yeah, speaking of another step, uh, we're gonna move on to another track. Uh, this is uh, uh, Watermelon Man, and it is. I mean, I, I don't really know between the, these two tracks which is my favorite, but it's, it's a really great track. This is Watermelon Man. Ah. That intro is oh so amazing. You would pick yeah. that intro. Gotta <laughs> pick that intro. I mean, that the intro or the exit definitely show. Yeah, yeah. Show its um, show its clarity. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because you don't. I mean, the first track is like good, but you. I mean, when this track starts, you're like, wait, what? Where did oh, we go? What's like going on? Buckle in. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. takes you on a funky journey the whole way. Yeah, through like this too. is this is. I mean, I, I guess so many good. I guess what I mean is Chameleon is is great, oh. like as a gr- good like fusion song. But then Watermelon Man is like its own Ooh, another fucking step thing. up from that. Like just yeah, home yeah. run. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, originally on Taken Off, this song was was originally released it was a seven minute song uh released uh it was herbie hancock's debut album and then 11 years later he would include it on this one and i and as we're talking about it re rework it extensively and some sounds that were on this were uh bill summers playing the percussionist bill summers blowing into beer bottles imitating hindu a, si- a style of singing and whistle playing found in pygmy music of Central yes. Africa. So I mean, like, so much, yes. that's what you heard in that that little clip. That genius of like coming up with because yeah, that it's so unusual but so amazing. Like you like you get hooked right when that song starts. Like all right, it slowly builds and then builds. Like all right, all right, and then like the bass is boom boom. This is a trick, just like solid yeah. album. And the in- instrumentation on this one. So as we talked about earlier, like your normal uh, jazz combo, you'd have a, a piano, tenor sax, uh, drummer or percussionist, a trumpet player, double bass, or some combina- like, like some combination of those. Uh, this version of this had 
Uh, Fender Rhodes, clavinet and synthesizer, all played by Herbie. Uh, soprano sax, played by Benny Maupin. Bill Summers with the beer bottle, the Hindu, the percussionist yes. on that one. God bless. Harvey, Harvey Mason playing drums, and then Paul Jackson on bass guitar. So you don't have a trumpet. You have a soprano sax, which is not mm-hmm. used. You Very improvise. Awesome. You make it work. My goal is to be credited on an album as the guy just on the beer bottle. That's Dude, awesome. I know, if you could just be any small, like, <laughs> you made you know, bucks fly on the wall for any of these things. Oh, my God. Just watch just and like, record, yeah. Mike. This is amazing. I'll play the triangle. Yeah. Fuck it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's... No, there's not that many songs. That's what I love about I this kind of... Out. This, this uh, 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 style of music is there is all of that you know, collaboration of studio musicians and uh, people that respect each other on literally just the basis just of, the, like... Almost the love of music, just, like, just yeah. going, the flow and going and, like, yeah. building and creating something just out of nothing and just... Yeah, yeah. Just the, yeah, the collective, like, you know, joy that they, you know, have just participating in For the music it, you know? and each other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Headhunters, uh, the reference is to... Uh, uh, do you guys know what a headhunter is? What what a headhunter would be? Because uh, we didn't really talk no, about that before. No, I don't think so. I'm talking about like, like old like. I mean, I, I just know like hunt heads. Well, I, <laughs> I was. I mean, I was thinking it was a reference to uh, how he had to like find like this is like a new group for the most part, except for like one from his uh, I think quartet, and then um, yeah, I think he was trying a new group with a new. With new people, and they were going to be called the Headhunters. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But what, what were you going to say? About well, just the whole the practice of hunting a human and collecting severed head. Yeah, that is what headhunting is. Just just to yeah. lay the baseline of what. Um, and then we have the the cover. You guys talked about how much you like the cover. Very kind. Uh, yeah, doing yeah. The, listen through it, and I think that's a very it's a tribal. Uh, reference what he's wearing or what I think it's supposed to be Herbie wearing uh, on the uh, as a mask. And what, what is he wearing? Actually, I've never known what it, what it was, but I just it, like it, it. I always thought it was like a. I think it's musical old radio equipment. I think it's an old radio. Okay, okay. I thought it was it looks something. Like, looks like a like a um, like the radio dial on the as his mouth, like it's upside down. And then it's okay. two two things like you're tuning in, okay, um, as his eyes. There's part of me that yeah, always felt really like know. it was like a reel to reel, almost like some sort of like a canister. Like there was something that was it was so bizarre. Yeah. Um, but this track in particular, Watermelon Man, I listened to him talk about why he. Uh, so he he grew up in Chicago. For this is a 16 bar blues piece. Yeah. Uh, but. The back to the title, I guess he is. Uh, he grew up in Chicago, so he talked about how uh, he was not uh, from the South. He didn't grow up in the South, so this was like he wanted to create something that he could include on an album that was something that you know connected to his the the way he grew up, and so he said he remembered the cry of the watermelon man making the rounds through the back streets and alleys of Chicago. The wheels of his wagon beat out the rhythm on the cobblestones. The tune, based on a bluesy piano riff, drew on elements 
of R&B, social jazz, and bebop all combined into this pop hook. So, like, huh? Like the ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Right. Right. That being the pop hook, and then the do 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 do, and that being the watermelon man, like something like that. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's like, I mean, that's like. Which I know, always, I always thought of that when I was hearing it, but I didn't know. I was like, okay, well, I don't know. Try to fit the title in, you know, to a song like that. You, you could hear it. Yeah, I never, I never uh, looked for it like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't know there was like a story behind the the songs, though. So. Yeah, I, I don't know what a uh, watermelon was, uh, but. A uh, childhood memory of a watermelon seller whose vehicle had rumbled through the neighborhoods in 1940s Chicago. Huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there was an actual watermelon man. Who, who knows right. who he was? Maybe his name was was Herb. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we got a couple more tracks for you guys. Uh, we're gonna move on to the last couple tracks of Headhunters, and uh, for this next track for you guys, we have Sly. Which uh, we're, uh, which has got to be referenced to Sly and the Family Stone, right? Sly Stone, yeah, it's yeah, referencing yeah. So, Sly, yeah. Yeah, so here is funky, funky track. Yeah, here's Sly. <laughs> Soprano sax. Yeah, hell yeah. Ah, yeah. fiery machine gun style. Just yep. Mm. Yeah, I want that's that's the track so that I wanted to get. Too. Like, like so I got like clear. just mid very, fucking jam, mm. mid wailing, just very yeah. good, very good clip, right? Everyone's just clip. just on top of their game right there. Um, yeah, real, real. That's I think one of the this is one of the jazzier tracks, like classically jazzy tracks. Most definitely so far of this album. You know what I mean? Like the first two are like kind of experimental and the fusion stuff, but this is like much more like uh I don't know the right jazz term. There is a jazz term for, for what this is. Um there always is. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll just we'll bring that up in the, the jazz concept hour later. It's like down the fast. Road. It's like fast jazz. It's like Brad. Brad. Like, Brad will uh, give us. Uh, Brad will give us some. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I'll have Kevin maybe drop in and there say you something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this track just it, it really, really, really slaps. It's it's a good track. Um, you know, a lot it, of it makes me think of like uh, you, you ever heard like Saturday Night Live music, like the. the like opening intro. credit, especially oh, yeah. like the old guess, stuff, yeah, yeah. like from the seventies. Well, you know, the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Cast call, and they have all that the pictures. Was, of, yeah, that, some of that. Yeah, there's sax a soprano. Very good sax work. There's the, there's a soprano trumpet in there too, right? Yeah, they have the oh, whole absolutely. band because yeah. when they come in and you see like the guest who's ever hosting, you see the yeah. whole band mm-hmm. playing it all. Well, I think that's a tenor sax. Tenor sax, I think, or an alto, but not the soprano. The soprano is very, very seldomly used. It's not very common at all. But oh, okay. definitely the wailing. I understand the wailing of that. So like the soloist in the Saturday Night Live open is definitely. I, I understand what you're going for there. You know what it reminds me of actually, Cowboy Bebop. The theme for Cowboy Bebop, <laughs> like the the 
the part where like everyone's soloing in that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of, kind of beboppy maybe. Or Archer. So uh, something that that or, he or said what? about Archer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, about what Hancock said about this album is he was not trying to make a jazz record. He said later he wanted to get low down to the floor through the earth. He wanted to make a pure funk record. Instead, he made Headhunters. Yeah. I mean, well, good job. I mean, yeah, it's like, I don't know if he could, he could completely take the jazz out of jazz. himself, you know? Yeah. Like, he's, he seems like he's, he's, he's built by jazz. I don't know. Because even I when guess, he's doing it, disco, even when he's doing disco, it sound you can hear the jazz come through. Like, I don't know. I don't think he can, he can hide completely that part of, get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, you never get rid of it. You just add it to your personality. You add it to what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, when you when you think that it's part of progression, yeah. you know. What's well, like so the re- sorry a review go on, from uh, from Pitchfork saying oh, that uh, that that Hancock plays his clavinet like Hendrix comping time with ah. a wah wah pedal. <laughs> That's awesome. On this one. Okay. Okay. That's a great comparison. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, there's some some really really cool stuff happening like from everyone in this album. Um, this is uh, who is it on this album? I just want to get get their names out there. Um, I would think I went through them before. Oh, uh, oh, did you? Oh, Benny you, Malpin. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably uh, probably Phil Paul missed, Jackson, missed that. Harvey Mason, and Bill Summers with Her- with Herbie, of course. Something okay. that Herbie said, and we kind of talked about this before, but. Uh, the he th- he had said this it was an album that captured jazz as it broke out and mingled with America, appealing to both the Watt Stacks crowd and to white suburbia. He said, Sure I'm getting a bigger white audience a uh, year after the album's release, but I'm also getting a big black audience, which I never had. I've finally been able to come out with some music the general black public can relate to. So he was very happy about that. That's awesome. Well, yeah, because, I mean, really that's cool, that's like a shifting kind of... Uh, Attitude. Well, I mean, I was just going to say, that's kind of a shifting, like, difficult topic when it comes to jazz music is um, it was something that was so uh, uh, thoroughly, you know, uh, stolen by white musicians, like a lot of other yeah. things, um, that, uh, you know, some people think of jazz as, like, white music. Yeah, you know well, I mean? even this is what he said. Some bored rock artists had been gravitating towards jazz because they were bored, like Jeff Beck. Although I like, yeah, you know, we're not yeah. trying to Zeppelin. criticize Jeff Beck. Uh, <laughs> while jazz players dallied with rock to recapture their dwindling audience, yeah, in the eyes of purists, fusion groups had poisoned the sanctity of jazz. Reasons ranging from crass com- commercialization mm-hmm. it was once a pure art form to something more penniless. Headhunters co uh, co producer David Rubinson said that jazz fusion meant white people playing black music. So this this is something um, definitely him, try, him trying to take it back, kind of maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Because that's the thing; it's, it's a complicated history with with jazz, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, like like most music from the United States, at least like it, uh, has black roots, you know? Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah. yeah. And and uh, Hancock specifically is uh, in 1985 in this interview, uh, he revealed that it, he was making the you know pure funk record. He said when I I heard uh, Sly's Sly and the Family Stones album, thank you uh, for letting me be my myself so. again. Mm-hmm. The the um the the way it's spelled is totally different than what how it it sounds. Yeah. But. Uh, it just went to his core, Herbie said. Uh, he said, I didn't know what, it, what, I was, what he was doing. He said he just heard the chorus, and, he, and Herbie's just like, how could he think of that? And he was afraid of something that he couldn't do, and, and he was trying. And he said, here I am. I call myself a musician, and it bothered me. I, try, I just decided to try my hand at funk. So this, this is that album. So, so much of... of uh, Sly and the Family Stone, James Brown, George Clinton, Curtis Mayfield, all of that awesome. stuff's wrapped up in this oh, this yeah. album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a really, really dynamite fucking album. Um, but yeah, we have one more track for you guys on Headhunters, and uh, this one's got a pretty extreme title. Uh, Vane Melter is the name of so, this track. Description on this one. The corpse. Yeah, what's this about? Pose. Why is it vein melter? The the corpse pose a so psalm on death written for a friend of Hancock's who died of a heroin overdose. Oh no! With Mason's okay. snare rolls, every measure it sounds like a funeral march, but Hancock doesn't put much uh, put anything to rights. He delays interment with a sneaky grin while comping on the roads with pre uh, pre. Preternatural chill. Preternatural. Vein melter. Uh, preternatural? I don't know. I, I just. P R E T E R. Natural. Uh, never succumbs. Uh, this song never succumbs to uh, meditative repetition. You can hear the heavy heaving breath, the residual energy, uh, the first three songs pulsing behind it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've never. I didn't know the story, so let's uh, let's see if how that affects how it sounds. Oh, okay. That is a funeral march. With yeah, you hear that in the drums. Yeah, now I do. Yeah, I didn't really get like I, I, I don't know. I, I I did not get anything like that on this in this track. I was like, it's kind of a fun chill jam, you know. Yeah, he's got the, he he plays the keys. It sounds kind of like an orchestra a little bit, but you know, it's 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 the synth going. But uh, no, I didn't know this was a uh, was was uh, had such heavy uh, subject matter. But, yeah, yeah. Um, well, who is his friend again? Sorry. Uh, I don't think it said his friend, but a uh, okay, friend okay. had died of heroin overdose. So. Oh, okay. Very okay. sad. Yeah, yeah. It's always sad when the drugs take a life. Good tribute. Yeah, it's, it's not like the saddest funeral no. march, you know? Like, Cause it's got the, all it's almost those like a songs. celebration. It really, yeah. yeah it, it, it's it really got feels like you're celebrating it. the yeah. life, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. You're not just mourning the death. You're celebrating the life. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason that I didn't. I never assumed this was a anything. Down, like, yeah, anything about like about anything depressing or. And that's you know, good. And yeah. that's probably how they intended it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Just sound. There's yeah. something that this is. Uh, I think Brad, you said something before about him chain like the pitch bender on the oh, synthesizer. Yeah. yeah. And um, this someone says uh, on this whole review, they say. Uh, Hancock was futzing with the manual pitch bender on the synthesizer during his solo and didn't realign it. He was playing the wrong notes, but the right notes were coming out. Ah, so it's one of those mis- like serendipitous mistakes. Yeah, that you're you're ah. you you just you're playing whatever's coming out, and if it's sounding good, you you're just rolling with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, like if, when he was doing it, he was probably like, "Oh shit! Oh man! The, like I got the wrong, I got the wrong effects going." Um, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, when that when that kind of thing happens. Yeah, oh, man, that's what I, I, I definitely recommend the uh, uh, film uh, possibilities. Uh, that's what I was watching uh, uh, most of today while I was preparing for this. Um, it's got a lot of studio footage of Herbie Hancock interacting with various artists. And, um, yeah, I think that's a really great way to see him because he's, uh, you know, I mean, he's, like, you know, larger than life, of course, at this point, but he's also, like, you know, when he's in the studio, he is, you know, uh, how he's supposed to be, I guess. But, yeah, yeah. Herbie Hancock, man, is... uh, I don't know. You can always, like... You can always hear that jazz influence even on today's music. Or, like, like... For us, at least, like the 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 two thousands, like into the two yeah. thousands, you know, you can. There's always artists that like have. That well, yeah, jazz like, always kind of resurfaces, you know? uh, like especially in like some rap, like mm-hmm. remixed, like Kendrick Lamar, oh, and yeah. like uses a little bit of jazz. Brother Ali. Brother Ali. Um, I think, I mean, there's a uh, uh, shit, the guy that the guy that produces some, uh, uh, fly fly low flying lotus. Um, which is, you know, some people refer to it as acid jazz. Um, so, like, yeah, it's still it's, around. Was it, it uh, Kamasi Kamasi Washington? You know, oh, he, he my was on, God. He was, I saw him oh, yeah, yeah, a while yeah. back, and he, I mean, he was on a track, at least a two of uh, Run the Jewels, I believe, I think they use, or he's on one of them or a couple of his tracks. Okay, yeah, yeah, Kamasi Washington yeah. is amazing. Uh, Fantastic Thunder, live. Uh, uh, Thundercat. Thundercat. He's yep. awesome live yep, as well, yep, I saw yep. him. Yeah, so I mean, there there are like you know certain people that are still fairly popular that are, you know, employing um, you know jazz techniques and uh, 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 you know philosophies, I guess, with their music. Um, but yeah, not in like probably pop music no. so much. But yeah. Well, it's, anytime it's, you have like a jazz a jam band, you know, like the Grateful Dead, we were talking. Allman Brothers. I was yeah, up, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was bringing up. Uh, we were bringing up how every performance is different, and yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's yeah. a reason why all these deadheads came out and recorded all those shows. shows. <laughs> yeah, because you never every knew. Show you know, is a little different. It yeah, was. You never know. Every yeah, you never, single one yeah. was different. Right. So yeah, if that's you didn't how record it. Uh, yeah. You know, and what they did in is that why Ted always did the fish shows? Well, yeah, yeah, because yeah. because fish is exactly the same thing. Like exactly. if. if when you hear fish people talk about songs, you'll be like, oh, did you ever hear this song at this event on right. this year? 
You know? The like, studio, it's not ever just if you studio, heard this song. Right. Yeah, yeah. Studio version wasn't getting the, in, the full experience. And even if you're hearing yeah, the recorded, yeah. whatever uh, the recording is, it's still not. Yeah, well, you know, they, the they always well, like, say well, like, that was like uh, the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers problem for a couple of years. Well, I think that, like, if a band is, like, really into the musicality and, like, actually, like, you know, freeform, like, uh, improving on stage, like, they, they, you know, you can't it's really capture that, that in the sound. studio. Like, it's, like you were saying about a, a show, you, you saw Herbie Hancock. I didn't see Herbie Hancock. And... You were saying that they were going past. He was going past the time. Whatever and, extended time, like their tickets yeah. were like I think two and a half, three hours. Yeah. And going to like into four past four, four and a half, and yeah, yeah. People kept leaving me like I don't know. I know you got things to do. Or like yeah, stay here. This is incredible. Yeah. Like yeah. you're watching yeah. like this. They're they're hitting that stride. They're just loving. They're playing and they're yeah. extending. They're mm -hmm. yeah. They're in that mood. Yeah, and that's that's the beauty of, of jazz. You can go anywhere. Um, well, I mean, you know, like I mean, if you want a, a you know rock analog, there's the band's last waltz. That whole night was like just like hours upon hours of just let's do this, let's do that, you know. Um, and it ended up being this epic thing. Yeah, Allman Brothers. They're the live at a uh, oh, Fillmore God, East. Fillmore, like yeah, not just that, but their live uh, concerts. They'd be like. They'd break off in different time signatures. They'd just be like, just mm -hmm. just rolling and rolling. And yeah, yeah. Well, one whole one whole side of that live at Fillmore East album is like Weapon Post. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and then it's oh, like yeah. 20, twenty-seven minutes, I think it is. Or I think that oh, one's wow. twenty-two. Yeah. But then there's Mountain Jam is like forty-five. Yeah, there's some yeah. really and extended I don't think songs. It's crazy. We just well, we just did a uh, a prog rock episode on the island, uh, which happens every other Tuesday at seven thirty p.m. Central, um, and it was hard to pick for that playlist because prog songs are anywhere from five minutes to thirty or forty minutes. So like, there was a lot of like the suggestions that we had that we were like, oh, we 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 can't, we just can't do that for the playlist. I'm sorry. Uh, well, you but, could. You well, just well, have put like a link, and you guys songs. can just watch yeah, them yeah. on your own time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch them on your own time. Yeah. Uh, you can't listen with us because it's just too much time. I need to yeah. sleep. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's it's great when you can hear you know a, a group finish out what they're doing, no matter how long it is. Um, especially in jazz, you know that's a you know a big part of uh, one of those performances. But. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, unless you guys have anything else to say about Herbie Hancock, I was going to move on to the last segment of the podcast. See, you know, there's Brad, a lot. Come on, <laughs> come on. I know, I know, I'm man. Try, there's... I'm trying. You, you just, you just got to. Mr. Say. Callahan, I need your John Hancock on these reports. John <laughs> oh, Hancock, <laughs> it's Herbie Hancock. Yeah. <laughs> this has been the Just best moment so once, far, Jake. Thank you for these. Yes. All you got to do, Brad, is one, for once, you once say John Hancock. I just John, wanted you to say. You want me to isolate right, it? You got, John Hancock. You have, uh, all you got to say is if you. Uh, this, all right, guys. This might do you be have the anything next else? madness clip. I swear. Do you have to anything God. else you, you have to say about John Hancock? <laughs> and then I can play it. That's God all I've been. Brad. I've been thinking about this for the last week. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that at some point here. But we're we'll get to our segment. 
Oh, um, and uh, that's what we're, what are we listening to? It's like a race And uh, well, well, you can go first then, John. What are you listening to? What do you got to plug? Oh, uh, well, I, I've actually been listening to a little bit of country music at work when I can. You know, a lot of Garth Brooks, not Chris Gaines. Um, oh, he's coming though. You know, oh, god damn it. You know, a uh, little, little Alabama kind of shit. Just every every once in a while when I can. Otherwise, um, also been listening to a lot of seventies stuff. You know, oh, okay. That's why I've been yeah, in this funk yeah. mood. Just why this was a good album for tonight, especially that second one. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Listening to a lot of Stevie Wonder. You know, like yeah, that, yeah. That kind of like you know Rufus kind of funk. You know. Ah, uh, hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Nice. I love uh, Rufus. Yeah, love yeah. me some Rufus. I don't really have anything to plug tonight. Uh, it's just been a good night, and um, uh, yeah, yeah, you know. hell yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's always it's always uh, nice to have a chat with. It's you always know. a pleasure. Always a pleasure to talk music. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, uh, uh, Dave? What are you uh, listening to? What do you got to plug? Oh, I'll just go back to my girlfriends and I. Our theory of or try to make it through the record collection by just rolling dice and picking records and oh yeah, that's records. right, that's so, right. Yeah, how's that been going? Pretty good. The last uh, couple of days, we busted out uh, Curtis Mayfield, Superfly. Ooh, uh, yeah. Talking Heads, seventy-seven. That's you know, I was trying to remember Superfly. The what? Who who did Superfly earlier today? Because I thought it was Herbie Hancock. Because like Herbie Hancock did a movie. I know he did a movie He's soundtrack. Sorry, he got... money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. It wasn't super flat. No, it was Curtis not. Mayfield. Yeah, that's right. Uh, great, yeah, after, great soundtrack. After they're talking at seven seven, we did uh, Ramones' "Rocket to Russia," which was mm, pretty mm. fun in its own right. So always. Oh, speaking of Rocket, fun. Herbie Hancock, Rocket. Yeah, yeah. He did. He did a hip hop song in the eighties with 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 turntables and shit. Always, Here, always pushing the envelope. Anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> Just saying, I just re- I just, just remembered that we forgot to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, getting into to some Ramones and stuff like oh, nice. So so we're actually doing a, a punk uh, side B. Nice. Uh, uh, the, the next the island is location based punk music. So uh, we're actually going to be looking for people to give us suggestions for location based punk music. Uh, you you know and if you have any just straight in the Discord as you're doing it or yeah 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 if you can, yeah go onto the Discord in the description yeah. and uh, yeah you can suggest uh, location based uh, punk songs man I'm uh, on it like Hollywood and Cambodia yes probably going to be on the list just because everyone's going to suggest it and you should yeah yeah it's, it's, it's so. fine it's fine it's the way it should be. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll be or looking maybe for Ramones. Bounce goes um, to Bitburg. Actually, if you're listening to this location. right now, that's going to be tomorrow night. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can listen to uh, what ducks. we ended up uh, picking tomorrow night. Um, any any plugs? Anything to plug? Man, I'm good. All right, all right, cool, so, uh, cool. What well, uh, what about you, Jake? What do you got to plug? What do you got? What are you listening to? Uh, listen to a lot of this. Listen to a lot yeah, of yeah, 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 a lot of, to, lot of, uh, lot of John, a lot of John Hancock. <laughs> Mr. Callahan, <laughs> I need your John Hancock on these reports. John Hancock, it's Herbie Hancock. Yeah. Oh man, I got I got that completely wrong. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> mixing this shit up. What were you, what were you saying? All right, I was listening to a lot of Herbie Hancock. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and then uh, planning for <laughs> under the covers, listening to some Little Feet uh, at the end. Of, that's what we're gonna have at the end of Little this nice. week's show. What's little, yeah. what's, what's little Feet again? Oh, we got to do a Little Feet album. They are so okay. good. Okay. Um, they're Lowell George was like uh, he was a member of Frank Zappa's band, and he was a oh. member of uh, the Grateful Dead, and then oh. And then, okay. and he uh, he like produced one of the the Dead's albums and um, oh shit okay Lil George Giant Tomato album or they cover I can't remember what the hell that yeah was. yeah wow. I, I I think that's the live one I bought yeah, that one yeah yeah, yeah yeah um it's it's great it is so good it's it's yeah, it's yeah. oh it's great stuff so oh, uh, Lil George's anniversary of his death is I think next week so playing okay. some stuff for Lil George. And, okay. Uh, okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, so so this is probably that that'll probably be out very soon then. So check out under the covers. Yeah. Uh, between the sheets. Yeah. Uh, between the sheets. Uh, we did an episode on Ray Charles, and we'll soon be there doing a, Judy Is there a Garland. day of the week that it comes out, or is it? Um. Like... No. Okay. There okay. should be. Uh. It's so that comes out on the radio, uh, Wednesdays and Sundays. Okay, yeah, but yeah, I've been right, like right. sporadic where I've forgotten to like put in the podcast part. So uh-huh, again, uh-huh. I applaud you for getting uh, the, these out on Mondays. It's well, I mean, I don't have any radio stuff to get out. So uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I just I got like four different computers now that I got show off. <laughs> nice. I, I'm not always on the same one, and so yeah, I, I guess yeah. it makes it a little uh, uh, just like I should. I should definitely. Um, you know, I should really get two more computers. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. <laughs> well, I have. I, like I, I do. Be br- I do Jake. have plenty of. I do have a couple of very, very shitty computers, as as John can attest. Yes, um, very true. Very, very shitty. But they computers. work. Hey, you got to go Patreon, right? I Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Um, was Please, that, people. Was that it for your? your we plugs, need Jake? better technology. Cause, uh, cause yeah, just just under the covers Wednesday yeah. six to eight a.m. Central yeah. uh, time, Sorry, and then Sundays one to three in the afternoon on WISY, and all the links are in there. And then in, yeah, the in podcast the, version the of the show tree. is always always on there. So oh, yeah, uh, always uh, always yep, on yep. Spotify. Yep, and we're and using then, a, a link tree in the description, so we don't sweet. have a million. Uh, links in a the description. A million yes. sausage links. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just, the, the links in the description were getting a little long, so I decided to trim them up, make a link tree, go to the link tree. Link tree. Nice, um, nice elm or pine or... Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's a nice... <laughs> maybe a nice uh, Maybe redwood. Nice. Uh, yeah, we cut down one of those giant redwoods yeah. that you're not supposed to touch. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have so much wood. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, as far as my plugs though, uh, I know, right? Fucking wood is cut. Wood is real expensive as the recording of this. <laughs> is why? Yeah. Yeah. I keep every Someone's piece of like, wood that you have. Hoard it. Hoard it. It's almost like a limited resource got <laughs> limited. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. Hey! Uh, but uh, yeah, Who knows so where it comes from? I'm gonna plug my uh, the the Patreon. Uh, we we have uh, six patrons now on the Patreon, um, and we have a one dollar tier, a uh, three dollar tier, and a five dollar tier. The one dollar tier gets you the side B episodes. Uh, the the second that they come out, 
um, which are also available, by the way, uh, uh, later on um, anchor.fm slash the album concept hour side B if you want to, or sorry, anchor.fm slash album concept hour side B if you want to listen to the bat, like the, the older episodes of that. Anyway, $5 tier or $3 tier, you get uh, the ability to vote on uh, what we're uh, uh, talking about on the podcast. And uh, you also get the ability to get a shout-out on the podcast. Uh, speaking of which, uh, a quick shout-out to Haptic GG that just got the uh, $5 tier of the Patreon. Uh, thank you so much for being a patron. Um, if you want to get a shout-out like this or uh, have a... Guest appearance, man. ...song Hell that we're yeah. covering for the podcast, man, like rock. a concept uh, uh, album song... We'll dedicate it to someone for you. So, uh, yeah, yeah, get on the $3 tier, and you can get this shout-out right, uh, right here. And, uh, yeah, the $5 tier gets you one extra thing, which is going to be very limited, depending on how popular this gets. But um, <laughs> I will, uh, for $5, if you join the $5 tier on the Patreon, I will make you a music video with the song and franchise of your choice. So uh, for a limited time only, of your I am going to be making uh, these these silly music videos, uh, depending on what you are uh, suggesting me to do. So and remember, um, yeah, remember, always send your uh, send your stuff to fourteen forty Monroe Street. Of course, of course, Madison, Wisconsin. Yes, yes, yes. That's always, where Brad always Man, send everything is gonna be huge. to that address. Jeez, yes, Christ. yes. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, just, uh, check out, uh, the, uh, every Tuesday we're doing, uh, live stream over on YouTube at Flyover, uh, State Park, or sorry, Flyover State TV, and, uh, you can find all of our backlog of live streams that haven't been, uh, erased by YouTube. Um, we have a few that haven't. Get on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're definitely, uh, on, um, pushing, pushing the envelope on, on YouTube and testing the copyright rules there. So, uh, join us every Tuesday night in the chat. And, Enjoy uh, the wild, wild west. See yeah, if we, they got a million videos. Yeah, They're not going to find yours. L- listen to songs with us and see if we get shut down. You can be there to, to witness everything. You can be part of it. You can be part of <laughs> You history, can be part people. of YouTube shutting us down for copyright infringement. Um, I really should not say that on the podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we uh, go, to, go to Flyover State TV every Tuesday at uh, 7.30 p.m. Central. And uh, you can see me, Nate, and Reese do Side B and The Island on uh, alternating weeks. So, um, yeah, that's my plugs. And, uh, of course, I'm listening to the playlist because we don't have 50 yet on the Discord. Um, So join the Discord. Check out the link tree. Check out all the links we got for this episode. And, um, yeah, I guess uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you guys next week for another episode of the Album Concept Hour. Talk at you later. Thanks for listening. The Album Concept Hour is Brad LeBaron, Dave Gallagher, John Aker, and Jake Foster. Special thanks to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard for the theme music. Please like us on Facebook or friend us on Twitter or MySpace and let us know what concept album you would like to hear on the podcast. See you on Side B.
This is Flyover State Park. You are clear to land. 